Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Great to have you company on SEN Tassie Breakfast as we gear ourselves up for a big second hour of the show. Don't forget, you can get us on the Kia Tassie open line, 1342 Hobart Kia, movement that inspires. Text us as well on 0437. Text to flying in. Double five two five three five. Save that number in your phone and get to us. We'd love to hear from you. And we're here thanks to Harrison Agents. We are Tasmanian. And we are joined by a star Tasmanian on the line now. He is live in the United States of America. His name is Matthew Goggin, of course, a star golfer, a name synonymous with Tassie Sport. Matty, welcome to the show. Morning. How are you going? I just We're going before well. Before we get started, we should, we should take a moment to acknowledge one of the greatest runs in sporting broadcast history, and that was the uh, short-lived but probably Hall of Fame run of uh, Alex Johnson on I mean, what an amazing effort he was down on the SCN radio. And uh, apparently, um, Tim's got massive shoes to fill. And uh, I had a user on Twitter, or X, sorry, X me, and he kind of made a few comments, disparaging comments about Tim, actually, about whether he was capable of fulfilling these shoes. But um, I, I don't want to go into that. I think the user right. was at Swaggin69 or something. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, that's I blocked him and uh, I've moved on to threads and closed the account. Yeah, good move, <laughs> Matt. Good move. Uh, <laughs> at least he'll be listening in this morning because yeah. he wasn't happy that we, we didn't get any <laughs> golf in last week's show. Yeah. So we've reached out to you. So thanks for coming on and I'm sure we're going to be wrapped. <laughs> Hey, Matty, uh, we know how well you did at the, the Open back in 2009, I think it was, um, before we get to all the exciting stuff happening down here in Tassie. What did you make of the, the Open result, I suppose, from, from earlier this week? And do you look back with fond memories of your time competing in that event? Yeah, I mean, it was my favourite tournament. Um, also gave me my biggest disappointment. I think uh, you might appreciate when... You, know, you play on these big stages and it doesn't go your way. Everyone's just like, oh, wasn't that an awesome experience? You're like, well, it was. But it was also the one that gives me nightmares as well. So I appreciated playing in it and have a chance to win it. But I, I, it's not as fond a memory as what you would think. Yeah, I can certainly relate to that. I have one of those at Headingley myself. <laughs> uh, people always ask about those moments. And you, oh, it must, I imagine it's, it's something you look back on, though. I think um, you went into the last round. If my memory serves me correct, I think you were one shot off the pace. Do you, do you have any yeah, regrets on that last day? Oh, always, yeah. There's all sorts of shots that you think if you had made slightly different decisions or, or um, was a little bit more, uh, you know, if you executed a little better or, or hit the shot a little bit more confidence or whatever decision it was. There's so many mini decisions you make during a day that leads up to the final result that, you know, can uh, can be the difference between winning and losing, and yeah, you, you agonise over those um, forever. Even even when you're successful, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You're always thinking about, well, should I have done that? I should have done that differently. You're always analysing and trying to get better. No doubt about it, uh, Matt. As we said off the top of the interview, plenty of exciting things happening back here in Tasmania. We know you're in the states now, but tell us how things are progressing with Seven Mile Golf, and we keep seeing all these beautiful sh- shots on social Phenomenal. media, etc. Looks amazing. Um, tell yeah. us where we're at with it all. Yeah, it is, it is absolutely stunning. It's uh, turning out um, better than we ever expected. I think when we we first, we knew the land was great. We knew the topography was perfect for a golf course. Um, it was had massive pine trees on it. We had no idea you'd be able to see the water as well as you can. We have these beautiful views of the water and, and of the mountain, so it's quite visually stunning. 
even if we didn't have that, it would be a, an amazing piece of property for golf. So we're really excited. We're um, looking like probably taking some golf spring next year. Um, definitely in the summertime around November, December will be open. And um, they're just... And oh, just lost Matty there. Might have lost him. Hey, mate. Oh, you there? There yeah, we go. Yeah, better. beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I was saying there's um, there's people who live in Seven Mile Beach who, you know, know in the area their whole lives, and they can't believe it when they they go down there and have a look. They had no idea this this land and this um, outlook was was there. So we're really excited. Yeah, I certainly can't remember anything that's sort of spiked the excitement in Tasmanian golf for a long time as much as this golf course has. But I listened last night to your audio update. Um, and and you touched on a little bit. There's no obviously no professional golf tournaments in Tassie or golf events. Do you reckon that's a realistic thing that we could get in the coming years? Yeah, I mean I'm going to be pushing for it. I'm going to be um, you know rattling the tins and, and talking to Golf Australia and talking to um, the PGA of Australia to try and bring some some golf down. I think it's. I mean we have sort of a pro am series and we used to have the Tasmanian Open used to be a great event. Um, you know, there's been some of our best players, you know, players like Ian Baker Finch and Brett Ogle and, and Wayne Grady, all, all these guys used to come down and play the Tasmanian Open and it would be great to resurrect some form of professional golf so we can get the kids out there and inspired and, and inspire a new generation of Tassie golfers. Matty, obviously uh, so much made of, uh, of Bamboogle and Lost Farm and how good that is and we've had some of the best players in the world come and play there, probably only for the practice rounds, I guess. Uh, what sort of events could your course potentially host, I suppose, that, that Bamboogle probably hasn't had the chance to yet? Yeah, I mean, if, with, with the Five Mile Beach development applications coming up with the ability to build a second golf course, it would be as equal to anything else in Australia. You know, the ability to host an Australian Open becomes a reality. You know, 36 holes, you can have them right next door. You can have the men's Australian Open and the women's Australian Open on the same week. The all abilities um, championship. So it ticks all the boxes as far as what... It's just a question of building out the other infrastructure and, and convincing um, Golf Australia to take a take the Australian Open outside the, the usual centres of Melbourne and, and, and Sydney and start make the Australian Open a truly Australian tournament, not just one for the big stakes. Yeah, Matt, the people, obviously, you're in, in golf circles in America and around the world. Do you think, or, or is it, is Tassie building a reputation as a, as a potential golf destination? Now, you look at Seven Mile, Five Mile, uh, Bamboogle, Lost Farm, potentially another course at, at a Possum Bay Arm End. Is is it something that's starting to be spoken about that, that Tasmania is a real destination to go and play golf? Yeah, you, you're starting to a little bit. Like like America, um, a lot of the golfers, they barely know about the Band and Dunes Resort, which is probably one of the most successful you know public golf resorts that has a similar kind of remote, linksy, Great Britain Island type, type golf. They're aware of like Royal Melbourne and things like that, but they're now starting to the real early adopters who love Tom Doak or they love Cor Crenshaw or you know Mike DeVries who's doing our golf course. They're aware of those guys and they start looking out. Um, but there's never been that critical mass of enough golf courses or enough golf courses they can access to make that huge trip as far as they're concerned. I mean, these days you just jump on a plane and binge watch a, a show and you're there, you know, 12 hours later. But yeah, it's getting them over that hump. And I think um, 
I think also the, the flights coming through New Zealand into Hobart is a big deal. I, I don't think you can underestimate the importance of that. And we're going to get to that critical mass where we'll have five of the best public golf courses in the world, almost. Five in the top 15, five in the top 10. And it'll just become a must-do trip. Matt Goggin, star Tasmanian golfer, is our guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast this morning. One here off the Kia Tassie open line. You can text us as well, 0437 535. Boys, long-time listener, first-time texter. Can you ask Matt how many members he will have at his masterpiece at Seven Mile, hearing all sorts of rumours? How, rumor yeah, how many members are you likely to have? Oh, the rumour mill. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's a public golf course. We won't have any members. We won't have any members. But the idea will be to have some yearly passes. So instead of like a traditional golf membership and then you have committees and all this sort of stuff, we'd like to have some unlimited golf passes um, that give people the opportunity to play all year round. And obviously the more to play, the, the, the cheaper the, the, the rate. It'll just be paying for it 12 months as opposed to just you know one round. So we'll do some yeah, of that for sure. Memberships. The other thing uh, you touched on on the update yesterday was how important it is to you to, to make sure that people know that the seven-mile and five-mile site, uh, whilst it's obviously its main thing is, is a golf course, but you want to make it a bit more than that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we didn't get this development or the, the um, social licence to do this it's without involving other you know, st- stakeholders. And, and I love the idea of not only opening the area up, for golf, but opening it up for all users. So there's some trail routers, um, some mountain bikers, but we want to be able to become another day use area, if you like. The, the access onto the site is quite limited. You only sort of have that day use area down near the parks office and one on the other side in five miles, actually getting into the site. I mean, we're, we're four kilometers in before you even get to the golf course. Hour, hour and 20 minute walk just to get to where the golf course is. So to be able to come down and park, have a, cafe, have a coffee, grab a beer, maybe park your car there and go for a walk or bring your bike into that area and ride in parts of the, the site you've probably never been out to before is, is what we're all about. And um, having as many different sort of community events and involving the community and having them invested in the area. And it's not just this golf course or golf resort is really important. And Matt, obviously you're over in the States at the moment. How's the, 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 the split in time, I guess, being over there and, and being here in Tasmania, I suppose, is that tricky for you to navigate? Yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, I think during COVID, we all learned how to all of a sudden use the seven or eight different video conferencing apps we all have to use these days. But it hasn't been too bad. I mean, I came back. I've been back about nine times in the last 15 months. I come back and forth quite a lot and meet with stakeholders and do all the sort of important meetings in person um, and also check on the golf course as much as I can. And I try and squeeze in a bit of golf in between that. So it hasn't been too bad so far. But I'll probably spend more and more time at home once the, uh, the course gets closer to opening. And I also heard last night that there's sort of five to six holes left to be seeded, and you touched about that. You'll be back when it when it is open. When when can you expect that to be? When can we get out there and play some golf? The um, yeah, so five or six holes left. The process is you build the hole, and then you put the irrigation in, and then you clean up after because you've obviously dug trenches for all the irrigation. You put that back in, hydro seed, and then off to the races. So we've done about twelve to thirteen holes, and we have about five left. Um, so we're hoping to get that knocked out by uh, kind of October-ish and then a good 12 months. I mean, some of the holes have been in for more than 12 months and you can play on them now, but sort of the way the process has worked, 
we're coming to the end of the, the, the build cycle and hopefully we'll be um, ready to play in October. Outstanding stuff. Well, it, all, it is all very, very exciting indeed, Matt Goggin. We really appreciate your time here on SEN Tassie Breakfast this morning to give us an update on what's happening down there at Seven Mile Beach, and we'd love to get you back on in the lead-up to uh, the opening, mate. It'd be absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. Thanks, gents. That is Matt Goggin joining us on SEN Tassie Breakfast, and we thank him for giving up his time, particularly being over there in the United States as well, Tim. Yeah, what's the time over there? PM. Five or six o'clock at night, would it? guessing top of my head so, yeah. the one question we didn't get to ask him was about ricky ponning's twin oh yes yes brian Harmon, of yeah. course yeah, a lot of people say he looks like punter without hair yeah what oh. ricky would look like without hair oh, you said but, that not me well he would he would yeah, yeah. uh morning fellas great to ha- finally have the text line up and running it's great listening for my monday and friday morning walks keep up the good work that's from frank from fern tree we've got another one in from david though did you see that one no i didn't say that and says paney the newtown bucks cricket club celebrated their 100th birthday on wednesday night will breno do a freebie and host a gala dinner later in the year or is he all about the cash jobs uh, all about the cash jobs david uh, <laughs> absolutely don't do freebies do you do you work for free don't you? you probably do actually at newtown and well done yeah. to all the volunteers out and i'm only being very very sarcastic i'd love to do that uh what else we got here uh hi Ooh, jets question for josh willie committed no i need to, we need to talk terms wednesday night no that was what they celebrated on a wednesday night this week Read the oh, text the properly, Tim. Dinner, yep. yeah. Sorry. No, we can work on that, David. Hi, gents. Question for Josh Willey. Labor have said this week, Mac Point is the wrong place. So what is their plan for the location that is close to the city, etc.? Cheers from Matt in Lena Valley. Looking forward to talking to Shadow Sports Minister Josh Willey at 7.40 this morning. Yes, stadium. Yes, team. And hi to Robbo, listening from Melbourne. Thanks, Robbo. And uh, up the Aussies, Paney, listing on the app from Melbourne, Australia's day, but felt we really should have been in, on top by more, was all set up to be a day when we rolled them for 200, 220, and we let, uh, and I can't read the rest of that text, it's just peed off the screen, oh, there we go, and we let them get away. It feels like those runs to Wokes and Wood could be the difference. There you go. Get us on the Kia Tassie open line, Texas 0437 0437-552-535. We're going to get to a break. On the other side, we'll have more for you here on SEN Tassie Breakfast.